afternoon, good night, good evening, all of that. Welcome to the Back Porch Conjure. This is E5 Bayo. Grab a seat, grab a chair, get a blanket, sit down, copper squat, get you some water, some tea, some coffee, some juice, something cold to drink. Shit, it's three o'clock somewhere, get your drink on. Now, before I get into my topic and before I have these stories and stuff to share, I, I want to say Oshun's River needs your help. I posted it. All y'all people loving Oshun. Oshun is doing this. Now it's time for us to help her. Help her river. So many ceremonies and so many things from that water. So some of y'all ain't got nothing to do with me. Oh my God. Then keep going. It's okay. I I researched it. I looked. Um. You know, made sure that it was legit. 
and it's legit. Two dollars, ten dollars, five dollars, whatever you can give to sign the petition because they have these big Chinese organizations and all these places that's drilling in that water and it's contaminating it and they need help. They need help to stop something on sacred ground. I just wanted to put that out there. You can find it on my Facebook page, on my Instagram page, on my TikTok page, and I'm gonna upload it on my YouTube page because the word needs to be out. We are quick to run and, and jump. And oh, oh, well, now it's time to stand firm. If you can't give money, because I understand times are hard. At least share it, post it, make it aware. My page can't reach everybody, so look out. Stop posting it on your page. Share it. Get on my page and all y'all peekaboo. And I'm just looking. Do do your due diligence. Go and do that. Stop worrying about everything else and, and go and stand up for a cause. Fight for a cause. Fight for something. Because y'all just fall for anything. How, how y'all doing? Also, I don't care who Will and Jada sleep with. I don't care if they humping, hunching, doing whatever. I'm talking about where I come from. Where I come from, the, the era, the neighborhood, we look out for one another. Disrespect don't have a time frame. It don't tell you, oh, you can only be, you can only be respectful or disrespectful at a certain place. Maybe Chris Rock knew, maybe he didn't know. It's not my job. I respect Will Smith for standing up for women, like he gave in his speech for women. Black women have been beat, abused, murdered, slain, talked about, dragged, everything. So now when he stand up for all women, but particularly black women, because we need it the most, it's not about, oh my God, all women lives matter. That's true, but it's mainly black women that's getting out there being beat, abused. Someone called me and told me, a black girl, she's raising her sister's kids because her sister got murdered by a man. A black girl. The same way as our black babies are being out there murdered and, and shot and being abused. Step out. Yeah, you're right. Every house can be on fire. But right now, black women, black boys and girls... Their houses are on fire. We need the water. So, yeah, he's stepping up. He's he's owning that. He's making sure that, yo, I'm here to protect. A man does three things. Protects, please, and provide. He did that. All that is, oh, well, he was laughing until he looked at his wife's face. We don't know what she's facing. I... Respect Will for being a husband and standing up and for any black boy to stand up for his mama. That's right. Because black women are the ones. I don't care what nobody else says. When you seeing that news and you seeing where these women and where I come from, yeah, they the prey. They're, 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 they're being hunted like it's no tomorrow. You know how many young black girls got to act like they gay cause if, so they won't have to get snatched up? You, you know how many that are being jumped, that's being ridiculed, that's being body shamed, that's being talked about, that's being picked on, that's being abused by their boyfriends, their mother's boyfriends or husbands or what? Do you know the shit we got to go through? And no, it's not traumatizing. Oh, my God, it's triggering. No, no. 
But that's the era I came from. So I, I respect Will Smith for that part. I ain't got nothing to do with anything else. I'm not a social therapist. I'm not none of that. So I don't know what's broken in them. I'm not trying to figure that out. I just know for that moment, the same way as you can dish it, you should be able to receive it. As, my, as the old people say, don't write a check, your ass can't cash. And that's that on that note. Hey. Now, let me tell you. This, this segment right here is mainly about women, but it's also about standing up. My brother man, right? This, this is dedicated to my brother man. I don't know why. But it, he was the first one that came in my mind. My brother man was little, right? Mommy and my grandson, extra. Little, littlest one at the, at the thing. You know, my brother Horse was big. My brother Robert Earl was big. All my cousins, Mimos, Bruce, God bless his dad, um, Reggie. You know, all of them was big. Man with the little one. The light-skinned one and the little one, right? So most people underestimate him. He was the oldest because it is Robert, Denise, Anthony, man, Reggie, Bruce, right? So, yeah, I think it's in that order. But man was the little one, right? Conducted himself like a little man, but he was the little one. I remember when my mother... It was a movie me and Suki wanted to go and see. And Suki was our next door neighbor. God bless the dead, the Bev. She taught us a lot. And man took us to the movies in Rochdale. Like I said, he was a little one. And these three guys came. And they was trying to rob us for our money. Yo, my brother never gave up. He stood his fucking ground. He said, y'all not taking this money. Do what y'all got to do. Either they just saw, like, yo, Shorty would give his life for these two little girls, or, yo, he, he going to do something. But they didn't take our money, and we wound up going to the movies. And afterwards, we went home. He gave me our hand, held our hand while we crossed the street to Rochdale Movie Theater. Me, man, and Suki. I remember that. Now, like I said, my brother wasn't the biggest. Even now, you know? You see him, little thing, little thing. But he ain't backing up. But he a Libra. So he it take a lot for my brother, because my brother's not going to just automatically argue with you. He'll let a lot of shit go over his head. Real talk. He'll let a lot of stuff go over his head. He not he not that dude that, yo, what you say? That nigga will be like, yo, psh, I don't give a fuck. What you say don't make me shit. Like, that's really the motto he lives by. He ain't arguing. He ain't got time for that. I'm telling you, money is on my brother's mind. That's it. That's all at the end of the day. He got 11 kids. That nigga don't care about nothing. He got his crew, his tribe. He good. He good. And he got great. He got a great granddaughter. So he's good. At, at the end of the day, he is good. He's walking with three generations. Right? But just the thought and the, the thing about my brother was... He went to, he went to school. He decided to leave for whatever reason. And he, he makes it work for him, his life. He makes it work. We all may not agree with the life that he chose or how he feel to live it. 
But at the end of the day, he asks for no apologies and he asks for no validation. He just lives his life. That's it. Either you'll be a part of it. What's up? I help you as much as I can, but you got to help yourself. And I'm going to live my life with no fucks given. Now, you may say, oh, well, I don't like his choices. Or I don't like what he do. All that. He don't give a fuck. He don't care at all. He don't care. And coming up, my mother had us so watchful of each other. Like, we could argue. Me, my brothers and sisters, we could argue, curse each other the fuck out, you know, talk bad about all that. But ain't nobody else arguing with us. Nah. First thing you say, yo, who you talking to, my sister? Nah, you ain't talking to her. You can't even sit there and talk bad about us. Like, they'll be like, now, family? We'll be like, yeah, okay, yeah. Well, you know how they are, you know. Now, my sister Denise, she'll talk about you. But then when, when that person, whoever she's talking about, when they walk up, she be like, hey, what's that conversation you were saying about them? Like, here they is now. Tell them. Like, my sister's messy, for real. No, no shade. But I can't get mad at her because she wants you to keep that same energy. Whatever you said about them when they weren't here, here they are. They right here. So what, what did you say? Because they here now. You can tell them. You can ask them. You can repeat it. You can do all that. They right here. Like, she believe in cutting the bullshit right there. Like, here. They right here. Say what you said. And if you go, oh, I ain't saying that. Yes, you did, girl. You did. Yes, you did. When they wasn't here, you said A, B, and C. So here they are. That's how my sister is. So I always laugh and be like, she really is a broke refrigerator because uh, she ain't going to hold shit. Don't, don't tell her nothing. Even if you go, Denise, you know, I need this between us. <laughs> shit, shit. Before, while you standing there, she on the phone telling somebody, girl, she just told me it's between her and, her and me. I'm ready to tell you what she said. Like, for real. So, if you don't want it to get out, don't tell my sister. Because she, she's going to tell everybody. That's real talk. Man on the other end, if you say, yo, you know, this is between me and you. That nigga know how to hold a secret. That's why I always laugh and I always say, I can't trust Libras. Because them motherfuckers... Y'all can say what y'all want, oh, lying Libras or whatever. But when you tell them something and confident, them niggas is going to take it to the grave. They ain't going to get, why? Because they don't want you to expose they shit. So they know how to, I can't speak of all other Libras, but I know my brother and my sister is a Libra, right? But even if you tell her, she's telling you, don't tell me nothing because I'm not going to hold it. My brother, if you tell him, yo, man, I need this just between me and you, he's going to respect that. I don't give a fuck if you out there selling your ass, you selling drugs, you whatever. If it come out, it's because you told. That nigga ain't going to say nothing. That nigga will carry that shit to his grave. He ain't telling his girl. He ain't telling his kids. Shit, he ain't even telling God. Why? Because man is that dude where that nigga ain't going to... If he tell me, he'll be like, yo, I need to talk to you. Then it's some real shit. And he ain't trying to... Don't, don't tell nobody. You know what I'm saying? Now, if you disrespect that trust... You ain't got to worry about it. You will see less of him. But like I said, when we was coming up, my mom used to always, she embedded this in us. I'm not going to be around forever. Y'all going to have each other. So make sure you look out for each other. Because it's a difference. And we had to learn that. It's a difference. See, when your mother's alive and you're not speaking to her, she still can show up. So motherfuckers ain't going to be you know, too much because they know, okay, their mom is over here or they can fly and they can come. But when your mother's dead and there's no coming to that, oh, you see how motherfuckers really are in real life. Like, for real. So my mother used to always tell us that. Like, it's a difference when I'm not on this planet. Hence why I tell my children, 
I lived in this world without you. You have never lived in this world without me. I want y'all to be equipped. I need y'all to always be mindful. You know what I'm saying? That's what my mom used to tell me and my brothers and us. Like, be mindful. Stay in your ground. You know, sometimes we slip up. I ain't going to lie. Sometimes we slip up and we allow people to say something or, you know, say, be disrespectful. But once we get our foot on that foundation, ah, don't come with a disrespect if you don't think it's not coming back. And some things we just let go of our head like... We already know, you know, you doing this for show and tell. You doing this because you want people to see you. I don't build an audience. I, I'm just going to be me. So my brother, man, that's the one thing. He, he don't like an audience. But this conversation is no matter what anyone thought of him, this motherfucker for real stayed his course. He didn't, he didn't need validation. Like, I've never known my brother to come and be like, yo, what you think? Because he didn't care. If he saw it, and he saw a way he could... This motherfucker would leave out the house early in the morning. Before he leave, he used to be like, damn, this outfit would look cool with some white-on-white shell top Adidas. But I ain't got no money. That was our mother. And we'd be like, nigga, you ain't got no job. How you get it? Before 4 o'clock, just walking down the block with white on white shell top adidas how you get that a hustler to his heart for real that's one thing a hustler to his heart now he had some dark days he did he had some dark days my brother you know he started getting high and things like that he had his dark days he, he went through his life not totally um equipped but he made it through Still here. Still get out there and build. I seen him build a shed for this lady. Damn I like a little miniature house from the floor up. My brother has a photographic memory. He'll see something. When we was kids, he sat there and took apart the etching skates to see how it worked. <laughs> I was mad we took took apart my, my piano. I was like, what? What are you doing? Oh, my God. He took uh, apart my brother's evil Knievel because he had to see how something worked. And he didn't put it back together, but he just took it apart. He had to take every little piece, every piece apart. This, he needed to know how the frog lived. This motherfucker took the whole frog apart, the heart, put little notes, this is the heart. Like, I'm like, yo, we used to call him Frankenstein when he was younger. Like, yo, this nigga's the Frankenstein. This nigga's the Frankenstein. Like, for real. It, he will take shit apart to see how it worked because that's how his mind was. He didn't care how you thought of him. He had to see how. What bugged him out, because I remember we was in the backyard and house 11013 160. And he had took a part, took a piece of board, took, cut, took, went in the house, got a little knife and the pins, the stick pins and pieces of paper. And he started taking apart the, uh, we always had encyclopedias. This nigga tried to dissect the frog to what he assumed was what he'll look it up. And he assumed, okay, this got to be the liver. This got to be this. Yo, we were sitting back there looking at him like, yo, we are never leaving kids or nothing around you. Like, that That was in our head when we was coming up. And he, he had to see how things work. Now, 
what bugged him out is that's when my mother came back there in the backyard. She was working in her garden. And she's watching him. And he's like trying to put it back together. But the frog is dead. So that's when my mother gave us the conversation about your soul. About living. Appreciating life. You know what I'm saying? And maybe that helped us to remove ourselves from toxic situations or, you know, to calm my anger. Because once you're dead, you're dead. There ain't no coming back. You can't come back and say, I'm sorry, I'm fucked up. Your life is gone. But man, like, when he put the, when he, like, when he put our piano back, he put Evil Knievel back, he put the etching get sketch back, it worked. Couldn't put the frog back for the frog to start jumping around. The frog was dead. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And... Being eight years old and remembering that, and them a little older than me, like that was a lesson in itself. And I, you know, I, I look at my brother now, and I know he loves his kids. I know he loves his nieces and nephews. He do, and he don't really get involved in anyone's life, but he knows that you know my brother and all of them. They all on social media, you know, whether they on somebody else's page and stuff like that. But I tell you this, when stuff happens, my brother is the type that he'll call you or he'll see you and he'll go, you good? And you'll be like, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I heard what happened. And I was like, yeah, I'm good. And he was like, okay. He said, as long as you're good. I said, yeah, I'm good. And that's it. And that's to let you know that, yo, I know you here. I, I'm here. If you need me. Hence why I picked that song. Hang on in there. You know, no matter what trials and tribulations my brother faced in life, he didn't give up on anything. He didn't give up on himself. Even when he had obstacles and things in his way, he didn't give up. He hung in there. You know how they say when you reach the end of your rope, tie a knot and hang on? Well, he tied four and five knots because he wasn't trying to let go. On anything. Life itself. And people used to try to define his life. Try to tell him what's best for him. What he need to do. What he should do. You know, I always say. I don't care what nobody else say. My brother loves the color white. Like he loves white. He'll wear white before he wear any other color. And I remember me and him took a picture. And they thought he was a Yahweh. He was like, why am I calling me that? And I was like, oh, you know. But he grew up in the Bronx. So, you know, he, well, we grew up in New York, right? But him and his kids' mothers and all that, like, he fits in in the Bronx. So when he see people, he always, yo, my sister went through that too. Like, yo, I understand. So, and when he wear white people, he thinking, yeah, yeah, well, he'll be thinking, they be like, Benicia, he'd be like, yeah, yeah, nah, that's my sister. That's not me. Like, he'll say that. Or he'd be like, yeah, blessings to you too. Because he understand. I always say if I would be shocked if he wasn't a child of Obatala. I, I really would. I would be shocked if they say he's not. Because, yo, it's just the way his calmness and the peace that he brings when he enters a room. The way, I mean, I've, I've seen my brother where he'll walk in somewhere and everybody be arguing and be at his throat. And right when this nigga walk in, it's like a, a calmness just comes over the room. Now, he may not be. I'm not here to say who's crowned as who. That's for a ruler or whoever. 
but the energy that he always brings to me, no matter where we are. And me and him, we don't argue. Like, we don't. We don't. I think we made that agreement when I got grown and I was, I came up to New York. He was living in Brooklyn um, and I was sick and I came up there and he was crying. He was like, you know, you need to stay in New York. You need to stay around family. And I was like, nah, nah, I can't, I can't stay here. Um, I got to go back down to Atlanta. Nothing, nothing up here seems familiar to me. And I remember we were on the train. And, you know, I used to cry when I used to share this story. I don't, I don't cry anymore. Um, we was on the train and this guy was preaching about God. And at that moment and that time in my life, I hated God. Because I thought God gave me the short end of the stick. Like, my conversation to God used to be like, yo, I never did nothing wrong like that. Where you would want to see me off the planet. You promised me a love if you said I get saved and I know who you are and you know and I, I accept you as my Lord and Savior I did all of that I followed the rules and here it is you trying to take me off the planet you don't even want me to be here for my kids when they get grown what kind of God are you so when the dude was sitting there and well he was on the train and he was talking I was like yo God don't like nobody he, he takes people's lives and my brother grabbed me and was like yo no Donna like, no, no, don't, don't be like that. Like, God, God didn't do this. Like, God is making sure you enjoy this. Like, I, for real. And my brother, you know, he ain't religious, really. I mean, we know who God is and stuff like that. But, you know, but I was so shocked at him that I'm looking at him. Now, the guy that's preaching is looking at me like, oh, whatever, you know, God got you or whatever. I wasn't even paying. I was looking at my brother like, damn. You know, like I've never seen you take up for God because I was angry. I was. I was so angry, you know. But like I said, it was like a peace with him. Like no matter what and where we go, it's like a peace. And he'll step in. Like my brother's the type. He's going to let you, you know, bump your head or figure it out. He's going to give you that moment. He's not going to hoover over you. He's not going to, he's going to leave the room like, yo, if you need help, you'll call me. But if you don't need help, figure it out. You got it. Like that's his whole model. And I had to realize that the other day. Like, yo, I learned lessons from so many people. The greatest lessons you learn is from your family. I believe that. Now, if you don't, then, hey, sorry. But for me, that's why I believe it. The greatest lessons I do is from family. And my brother taught me that even as a child, stand your ground. Stand your ground. If it's something you believe in, I don't care if the whole room is against it. You believe in it. That's good enough. If the vision was shown to you, if you got it in your blood, you believe it. You sweat and you tear. You will die for it. You will, you will, you will give your breath for it. Stand on it. And don't let nobody dictate who you are. And when you are in front of obstacles, challenges, go through it, go under it, go around it. Just don't run from it. And that's real. And like I said, my brother, he took us to Rochdale. He could have turned around. He could have gave him the money and said, listen, don't bother us. That motherfucker, the littlest one. 
And then I had to think of my grandson. He four. So I had them over the few days I was off. And I had the girls up here. And he said, I'm going with the boys because I'm a boy. I'm not a girl. Gum, gum. I said, okay, then go ahead. So he went downstairs. <laughs> like, I don't need to be up here. It's not my girls up here, you know. And his mom, you know, my daughter had called me and she was like, oh, you know, I brought all this makeup for him and everything. And he, I mean, his whole face was like, okay, I see all this you got for the girls, but what you got for me? I'm a boy. Like, I'm not wearing makeup. I ain't wearing that. Like, what you got for me? I don't see no toys, no card, no nothing. So I'm like, well, what you get for extra? She was like, it's something in there. And he looking. Like, he waiting. Like, okay, pull it out. You done pulled out all this. And she was like, oh, well, we're going to have to go get him something. When I tell you he had an attitude, like, you know. But then I said, don't worry, we're going to get you something. He said, I know gum gum. I said, okay. So his father took him to the store to pick out whatever he wanted. And I'm like, you better? Yeah. So <clears throat> my brother, man, and this is why I'm telling you the story, because fairness. My brother got 11 kids. If you want to spend time with him, you can. If not, okay. But he do believe in fairness. If he's going to hang out with you, he's going to hang out with you. You're going to get his undivided attention. Me and my brother, we used to go. I remember we went to go see ghosts. I remember we went to go see plays. Like, when he's with you, you're going to get his undivided attention. You're, he's there with you. He'll make sure the world, yo, I'm going with my sister. Yo, I, I see you when I come back. All right. If it's something back then, it was a pager. But even now. The last time me and him, we went to the city. I introduced him to cookie butter. But we hung out. Like, yo, we talked. We talked about life. We just talked. And we talked of growing up. But he gives you your, his undivided attention. And for my grandson, and my brother, he pays attention to details. But so does my grandson, which is funny. Because they can read in the room. Right when he walk out, he'd be like, yo, you seen the... How they had the molding and how they had this. Nigga, I ain't look at all that. I got to learn to read the room. And I'd be like, it's okay. You know what I'm saying? Like now I've learned over the years. But when I was younger, I used to be like, I ain't look at all that. Like, no. But he would. He would. He would. And my grandson is like that. And it's just these lessons that you learn, right, of standing your ground. Now, we're quick to tell people you know, stand your ground, get up and grind, don't look back, go through obstacles, all that. But you got to want it. Things are going to happen. Life happens. My brother had to live life, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And he did that, right? And I know he had dark days. Can't nobody tell me that because I had them. But I know he had dark days, days where he could just say, yo, God, just take me, Right? But somewhere along the line, it was a fire that said, it's not your time. You can't give up. We're going to work through this. He didn't. He didn't give up. He didn't buckle. None of that. I remember God bless the dead when Compton was going to kill him. He threw it on his toes. He didn't panic. And when he got home, he already knew he was right there. You ain't going to touch my brother. 
I don't care who you are. But he had to think on his feet, and they beat him. Oh, they beat him. They beat him. My mother was ready to end all lives. And, you know, my brother has this, I'm not going to trust you the way I first started with you. But, yo, we, you good, you know? I think my daughter, Didi, gets that from my brother because they have this forgiving spirit, you know? I, I haven't reached that, that level yet, but they do. They do. You're not going to get the same version like you had them before. But they they forgive you for themselves, not because of you and not because of what you want for themselves. Because they don't carry that luggage. Because it's, it's not theirs. My brother's quick, like, yo, I ain't got shit to do with me. And he forgive you. He'll see you somewhere. Hey, how you doing? We don't speak. You ain't got to worry about it. He ain't going to speak again. <laughs> but if you do, yeah, what's up? How you doing? Okay. But he, he just has this, this part, you know. And I believe in, in giving people their props and recognizing people's gifts and their talents and their strengths as well as their weaknesses. And... um. He did. He showed me a lot. Showed me a lot. So this is why I hang on. I hang on because those that came before me hung on. No, we don't need to trauma bond. We don't need to make sure, you know, we suffer in order to get the blessings. Nah, some things are just given to you and be appreciative. But I know my brother wasn't in competition. And a lot of people hated him because he was light-skinned, pretty hair. Like, yo... I used to laugh. My friend Nellie back in the day, she used to always be like, don't look at me because you, you look at your brother, he gets you pregnant. I used to be like, girl, stop, stop. You know what I'm saying? But he, he was never in competition with nobody. He did, if staying in your race and knowing your place was a person, that would be my brother man. Seriously. Know your race, know your place, run your race, and perfect your craft. That's that nigga. For real. He ain't worrying about what you doing. He ain't worrying about what you getting. He don't care how much money you got. He don't care how much likes you got. His thing is, yo, show me. You can tell me 50 million things, but show me. Because, see, when the time came, I never forget when they was all sitting outside and they were looking to build something. And my brother went back there and built that whole goddamn thing up, the, the backyard. And they were like, oh, shit. So he's more of a, I'm going to show you. And I'm not doing it to brag. But he put years in when everybody else was partying and stuff. Even when this motherfucker used to be cracked out, he still would read a fucking how-to manual. And I'd be sitting there like, nigga, are you serious? He'd be like, yo, my mind be going. I got I to gotta make sure I'm good. Like, no matter where he was, he still was going to find a way of putting shit together, taking it apart. The only thing, and that was a lesson of life, that he knew he couldn't give life or take it away. He killed the frog. He seen how it ticked, but he couldn't put it back together. So that, that's the part of life that he learned. But he learned it firsthand, hands-on. But he also learned that you can do A, B, and C. Because when everybody else was out partying, hustling, doing all that, shit, my brother was somewhere putting something together, trying to build something. 
He went into housing and redid the whole goddamn apartment. I'm like, nigga, you do know this is not yours. I don't care. I'm going to be comfortable. Like, he really did. And he, he just loves it. But to find his peace. Now, he loves building things and creating things. That's one thing. But his peace, his part where he goes and becomes one to refuel and get his center is cooking. He will cook and be at peace. He'll clean, he'll cook, clean behind himself, and he will cook. I remember when they made this post about giving a little boy a kitchen set, make some feminine. I said, well, my brother must be feminine as hell because that motherfucker cooked my Easy Baker oven and was making all kinds of shit with it. Like, no, we don't just need to make cakes, Donna. We got to make this. I was like, you fucking a Easy Baker oven. That's when it was ran by a 100-watt light bulb, right? He was like, no, we ain't doing the cakes. We made. We, would, we had an ISA, right? We had a cooking class. So they taught you how to make bread, how to bake bread, how to bake a cake. This nigga was in there, Miss Taylor, God bless the dead. She loved my brother so goddamn much. This nigga would be in home economics class making ribs, <laughs> rice, macaroni and cheese, string beans, homemade biscuit. This nigga would put on the apron and be in there cooking his asshole. Miss Taylor with her drunk ass, she used to be sitting there, go to the store, Sam. And she would send him the key food of Mets right there next to ISA with the list. And that nigga come back and he got a whole meal. Miss Taylor loved my brother to fucking death. And that's where we used to sit and smoke weed, joints, tray bags. While he went to go get the food, I was running over there by the green door, getting our weed. We'll roll up. That nigga going there and start cooking. Mind you, we in junior high school. And this nigga be cooking. I be sitting there. Like, nah, you know, nah, I ain't in no kitchen. It's this nigga thing. Like, that's his peace. That's his peace. That's his, if you know my brother, like, hustling, oh, he would run up and down selling freshly squeezed lemonade. People made lemonade with lemons and water and sugar. We don't make our lemonade like that. So he sold that he had the dollar cup, the two dollar cup, the four dollar cup. And the big $5 cup. Then he had food stamp cup. He had the dollar food stamp cup. And he made his own little push buggy. And had the whole big thing with ice. And was singing, freshly squeezed. And everybody and their mother come out. Give me one of those cups. Oh my God, I was waiting for you. Give me, a, give me three cups. Put two in the refrigerator. Uh-uh. Freshly squeezed lemonade. They used to know him freshly squeezed. He'd come in the park. He'd do all that. Freshly squeezed. And then he'd have, if somebody was having a card party, he'd come in there, yo, you need to sell chicken sandwiches. And, you know, oh, my God, he would cook. He would cook. And that's his piece. Building stuff was his talent. That was his, his talent. Cooking is his gift. Building is his talent. It's something he perfected. He made sure he studied. But cooking, that's a gift. And my brother brings happiness in every meal he make. Oh, he gonna cook. He gonna cook. He will go cook. He, If he see a recipe or whatever, he gonna duplicate it and add his twist to it. 
Oh, he a beast when it comes to the kitchen. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. Listen, South Jamaica, they know him. Oh, what? Who cooking? Man, yeah. Get him, get him. Step dope, yeah. Because he will. He will cook. He don't have a problem with that. He, when his kids was in school, he made a little little stand. He'll be outside selling breakfast <laughs> to the school and the teachers and the kids in Brooklyn. And he would. But that's his gift. He would cook. And will stand there and cook and make sure you are fed and laugh his ass off like my mama. And they will cook. He loved making his peanut butter cake, macaroni and cheese. He made um, some peach cobbler. The last time we was down there, he made some peach cobbler. I said, what you made? He said, when we was at the funeral. He said, I made some peach cobbler and I, I made some greens and stuff. So when we was at his house, he made rice and beans. And he said, I got some vegan food for you. I said, all right, all right. So, and he made separately some ribs and stuff, and he made this guy plate. When I tell you, this guy, he was sitting there, you would have thought he was a slave, for real, no no shade. He went through that goddamn plate, and my brother just started busting out laughing. I said, I see you didn't stop, huh? He was like, hell no. He said, these people ain't used to good food. I said, no, they ain't. My mom would cook. I mean, when she came back from New Orleans, and she brought crawfish. And she made some gumbo. And when I tell you, everybody on the block had a bowl. And that's why I love watching Princess and the Frog in the beginning. When, you know, somebody was like, yeah, I got some bread. I got this. And my mama would make a big pot, that big silver pot that, you know, you got to reach down. You got to get that big ass spoon. She made one of those. I remember when they dig the hole in the ground and they roasted a whole pig. Everybody ate that day. Nobody was left out. And she'd tell the homeless guys that would come through there, the flower guy and all of them, um, I ain't got no money, but I got some food for you. I made me a pot of beans and some this, and I made a berry cobbler back there. And they would be like, thank you, thank you, Miss Barber, thank you, Miss Barber. And they'd be back there, we'd give them a plate to go, and then we'd give them a plate. Um, the movie, The Family That Prays from Tyler Perry. And the mama had a, a restaurant. That's how my mom's diner used to be, on um, Rockaway Boulevard. She would she would make plates, and the homeless fam the homeless families and people she would feed them, and would sit there and be like, no, don't worry about it, baby. Like that's the that's the the times that we came from, and my brother man till this day, he'll tell you I ain't got no money, but you know I got. Fried chicken, macaroni and cheese, collard greens, cornbread. And they'd be like, yo, give me that thing. He'd be like, all right, all right. You know? But we always make enough because we never know who's coming. You never know who's coming because we don't turn nobody away when it comes to food. Give you a shower, give you a few moments so you can get some sleep, and we'll give you a hot plate, player. Get you back on your feet, some clean clothes, and here's some sneakers. You can fit these, all right? For some strangers, my mother always told us to keep a little extra because angels come to your door unaware. That was her story, does. Always keep a little extra in your house because angels come unaware. And you always want to welcome them and make them feel at home. And we do. We do. But my brother have shown me how 
In this life, we have obstacles. We have challenges. We have a lot of things that we're going to deal with in this world. How bad do you want it? And can you shut out the noise and the naysayers and all of that? Now, like I said, we can argue, curse each other out, do all that. But we also know that family is the, the thread that keeps it together, especially Bobby Ann's lineage as well as her kids. There's <laughs> a saying I used to always say, we may not have it all together, but together we got it all. And those three sisters, Bobby, Pat, and Louise, the three eldest, they make sure that at the end of the day, we all come together. Because that's all we knew when we were kids. That's all we knew. We knew to watch out for one another. My cousin Peter, my cousin Anthony, God bless the dead. My cousin Renee, God bless the dead. My cousin Christine, Mimos, bless the dead. Louise had 11 children. My mother had five. Pat had three. Now, all the rest of the sisters had their kids, too, and Uncle Melvin and them, Uncle Richard. Um, but those three, since we was in New York, and our children's children, yeah, they argue, curse each other out, but they always find their way back home. My mother made sure of that part. Okay, where we go in the world, we're going to find each other. And when we have that feeling saying, wait a minute, let me call such and such. Or, wait a minute, I ain't hear from such and such. Or, I tell you, <laughs> when Medea and them come. See, my, my grandmother had a hole in her throat. And she had this um, dolly that would cover it. My great-grandmother walked with a crutch. So when you had a dream of a crutch or them walking and you hear her, you know it's something, right? And my grandmother, she'll talk to you. You understood what she was saying. My mother used to always say, my dear came or mama came and visited me or whatever. And every so often you'll hear one of us say, you know, mama. But they only come to warn See, when they give you a message, they give you a, a reason to clean it up. Those those women. And when they stood, they stood. I never forget when, before I got married, I was on the train. And my mother was sitting next to me. And I'm like, my mother was dead. And we on the train. And I'm like, I said, what you doing here? I said, I ain't dying that much. She was like, no, fool. She said, we came here to give you our blessing. And when I looked up and I looked on the side because... I was sitting on one side of the train. My mother was sitting on the other. And when I looked, I saw every woman that was related to me. And I was like, wow, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Like, I, I really did. And that was one of the things because I wanted my mom to be there for this wedding. The first one, she, she didn't give her blessings. I'm going to tell you right now. She said, it ain't going to work. And no, you will never get my blessings from her when I married my first husband. She, she, would, she didn't turn her back on it neither. She said, no. I, I don't give my blessing. She said, it ain't going to work. God damn it, she didn't lie. That, that that marriage only lasts for, we got married in January. He went to jail. He went to jail in November. <laughs> he did 20 years. 
20 years he did he did time. But yeah, it didn't last. It, I ain't even gonna lie. He he went to jail right after Diddy turned one. He went to jail and I ain't seen him in 20 years. <laughs> Woo! But the second one, I I wanted her to be there physically. And I wanted her to be there when I got crowned, but she came up in the reading. I remember the Oba said, she got to be, he said, you got to print out your mother's picture. And he says, two more. I said, my father and my brother. He said, you have to print out their picture. He said, because they don't trust nobody. He said, they have to watch you every morning when you're under the throne or you got to make sure you talk to them every morning. I did that. So I understand. And I, I, I tell you, I, I love my family. I appreciate them. I cuss them out. I talk about them. I share their stories. I do all that. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful for a lot of things. And I'm grateful for the family. I couldn't have choose another one, even though we may not always agree. And we cuss each other out. We do all of that. But when it's time, we show up. We show up. And we make sure we're there for one another. And... um my brother, man, the smallest one in the group, but with the loudest punch. I always laugh and say, nigga, you going to outlive us all. <laughs> he used to be like, yeah, I hope so. I say, like, yeah. But it's something when you have your siblings and you have your family. Because even in death, I know my mama watches over us all. From my grandmother, my great-grandmother, and my great-grandmother. Because my grandfather had two wives. Second wife just passed away. So I know that every elder that walks with us, that watched us, is right there making sure. My wall is getting full with pictures and obituaries. But that's okay. Because we stand on their shoulder. And I know that every prayer, every conversation, I know they hear and they see. So I have no worries. But I also know that they left us instructions. All we got to do is look and pay attention and be like my brother. Quiet out the fucking noise of people that don't matter. There's no bump beds <laughs> when it's time for your ass to go. You're going by yourself. Okay? So... Quiet out the noise. Perfect your craft. While everybody else is partying and doing all that, perfect what it is that you do. And then, love your gift and appreciate it. And when you have a chance, share it with the world. When you're ready. And know that you're going to go through some hard times. It ain't always easy. I ain't going to sit here and lie. It's not easy. It's not Peaches and cream and roses and every day, oh my God, it's so beautiful. No, no, no. My mother used to always say, God gives the strongest words the hardest battles. Maybe that's true. Who's to say? But I do know this. That even though they may count you out, they may think that you can't stand up to the challenge. They may even think that you may not matter. But when it's time to pull you on the carpet to show who you are, get one shot, be the best.
My pops and them taught us that. Be the best in your craft. My pops was a drummer. My mother, she cooked her ass off. And when it was time, she did what she had to do. She showed up, showed out, and made sure everybody ate. Because that was her gift as well. And it's okay. It's okay. You're going to have dark days. Remember to turn the light on. And that light is prayer. <laughs> Commitment. Know that even the storm run out of rain. Sun got to shine. Ain't going to be dark forever. Turn the light on. My mother used to always tell me, I used to be like, you understand, I'm down on my luck. She used to be like, why you down there saying prayer? That's going to help you. And by God, I understand that now. So I do. I give this conversation about my brother. I learned a lot of lessons from him. Yeah, he's still alive. He live out in the Bronx. <laughs> you, you will know who he is when you see him in old white. <laughs> Trust me. And But when I tell you, he lived his life on his terms. He enjoyed every moment of it. He ain't got no regrets. And he ain't worrying about how you think, feel, or anything about him. That's your perception. Ain't got shit to do with him. And he don't have a problem with picking up a mirror. He never liked magnifying glasses. He'll tell you that. He never liked wearing his own glasses. So, he don't have a problem with picking up a mirror. So if we gonna learn anything today, learn to just be you. The world has enough carbon copies. The world have enough people running around doing all kinds of shit. Just be you, be your authentic self. Love yourself first and just be you. And stand your ground on your morals and principles, whatever they may be. We, I may not agree with them, but they're yours. Guess what I don't have to do? Live your life. I'm only here to live mine. That's the thing. Live your life. I can't live yours. I'm only here to live mine. Tell your story. Be brave. Go out there. One foot in front of the other. And live. Even in the darkest days, turn the light on. And the light is prayer and having faith. That's on everything. But be you. Be you. Show up as you. Because my brother man showed up as him every fucking time. Every time. He can't be nobody else. Just him. As always, it's been a plum pleasing pleasure. Catch me tonight on Get Mug Monday. And thank you. Thank you for just being a part. I appreciate each and every one of you. So thank you. Thank you. I, I am appreciative and I'm humble. Thank you. Thank you for just listening, sharing. But don't forget to make sure we share the word of Oshun's River. And just be you. Be you.